0: Hello, welcome to The Gateway Presents. You're listening to FM 88.5 Edmonton. We're broadcasting live from the basement of the Students' Union Building at the University of Alberta, located on Treaty 6 territory. My name is Tina Tai, online editor at The Gateway, and as always, I'll be your host for the evening. Today, I'm joined by a few special guests. Adam, La- Ka- Adam LaHatch, our news editor, and two of the three UASU presidential candidates, Luke Statt and Joel Agarwal. Luke, do you want to introduce yourself first? Hey, folks. Hey, folks. My name's Luke Stat, like was just said. <laughs> Hi. My name is Joel Agarwal. Excited to be
1: here today. Awesome. And my name is Adam Lahatch, the news editor for this year at The Gateway. So, first of all, we just want to say that the Gateway is the Student Journalism Society at the University of Alberta. We're the official campus media source and the unofficial School of Journalism here at the University of Alberta. Right now happening are the Students' Union elections. We have uh, executive positions who are being voted upon. Uh, and today we, have, we are joined by two of the three presidential candidates in an annual tradition where the Gateway hosts a live radio debate on CJSR 88.5 FM. Today we will be doing uh, some questions and answers, uh, we'll be asking questions that the Gateway staff has put together, we'll also be asking questions uh, to specific candidates which is different uh, than some of the forums. Uh, where um, questions are addressed to specific races. um, And we will also have a debate portion where candidates will ask each other questions and then have a chance to respond as well. Uh, And as mentioned earlier, we have two of the three presidential candidates here with us, unfortunately, Yiming Chen. uh, The other presidential candidate uh, had some personal circumstances which prevented her from uh, being here. If you would like more information about the two presidential candidates that are here, Yiming Chen does not have a website, but if you would like to see Joel Agarwal's website, it is joelisthegoal.com. Joel's the goal. Joel is the goal. Sorry, not Joel's the goal. Joel is the goal. No, Joel's the goal. Joel's the
0: goal.
1: <laughs> and statforpresident.com, and stat is spelled with two T's. Uh, So before we get off into the question-and-answer section, I'll just go over the rules. We'll have four-minute opening statements from both of our candidates, uh, and then for the remainder of the debate portion, for all the question-and-answers, the specific questions, and the debates, each candidate will have one-minute and 30-second responses. We will also have an opportunity for anyone who is listening, whether you are a student or a community member, to ask questions to our presidential candidates. We'll be watching Twitter, and you can use hashtag UASUVotes2020. Uh, And Just say you'd like to ask a question uh, for the radio debate, you can do that on Twitter. We'll be checking uh, periodically throughout the show, so feel free to get involved. If you are a community member and aren't eligible to vote in student union elections. Um, The presidents have a lot of advocacy power and they help shape the lives of not just the students here at the Students' Union at the University of Alberta, but they also have a large say into the greater, um, some of the things that happen in the greater province of Alberta. So please stay tuned as well. We will start with our opening statements and Joel Agarwal will go first. Joel, whenever
0: you're ready. Thank you so much. Um, So my name is Joel Agarwal. I'm running for president this year. Uh, For the past year, I was uh, working as the VP academic at the University of Alberta Students Union, where I really advocated for the academic issues of students across campus, um, sitting on a lot of committees, uh, the general faculties committee uh, being the highest academic decision making body. Uh, This year, we've seen a lot of uh, challenges with, you know, tuition increasing. There's cuts to, to services on campus and the ongoing deferred maintenance. Uh, as VP academic um, I've really been pushing for affordability in the classroom as well as accessibility Uh, this year we've seen some some major break breakthroughs in uh, in advocacy advocacy around uh, uh, open educational resources Um, one of the biggest issues on campus right now in the classroom is textbook costs and academic materials within the classroom Uh, this year I successfully hosted a fair and I gave students the tools to save thousands of dollars on textbooks so that they can have uh, funds to, you know, eat food and <laughs> survive on on campus. Uh, some of the other things that I've been working on this year that have been really uh, impactful are academic advising, um, getting survey uh, responses to to vice provosts, and going from a top down approach to and a bottom up approach as well to really make the changes that students need on campus. Um, so this year, I think one of the reasons I'm running is because, you know, I've experienced life on campus for the past couple years. Um, I've lived in residence at uh, Lister Centre. I lived at St. Joseph's College. And I've I've had a hard time, you know, struggling to find the resources academically, mentally. Um, and I think the Students' Union plays an important role in addressing those issues on campus. Um, my platform for, for the presidential elections this year center around three main points. Uh, number one is ensuring an affordable education as i mentioned we're really entering hard times so really pushing for you know uh, affordability whether it's inside the classroom but also at an at a provincial and federal level where we're advocating with our provincial advocacy group the council of alberta university students as well as our federal advocacy group um My second point is around uh, building a healthy campus community. You know, whether it's uh, talking about sustainability, uh, socially, economically, and environmentally, or uh, supporting our indigenous students on campus, our international students on campus, and creating a a really vibrant and healthy campus community. And my final point is around creating a fair campus. You know, uh, this year we've seen the students' union doing a lot of work in uh, in the charter of students' rights. Um, I think next year we need to be doing a phase two approach, which is looking Looking through the the policies that are available the uApple policies and trying to find where are the gaps where where are the places where students need new policies um, and second is addressing uh, the the issues, whether it's academic, social, or financial needs, by implementing a UAlberta 101 course. So similar to what's been done at McGill University, where it's a one-stop shop, an e-class, non-mandatory, non-credit module, where, you know, students can uh, access uh, help sessions, uh, feedback, or or uh, topics on academic success, how to manage well-being and, and fiscal responsibility that is not for charge, uh, like some of the other options on campus. And finally, is working to end sexual violence on campus. I think uh, looking at the Council of Alberta University students' uh, white paper on sexual violence, there's, there's some tangible steps that we need to be making to, to really address this issue on campus. So on March 4th and 5th, I hope, uh, I hope that you vote for me, Joel, to be your next uh, Students' Union President. Thanks so much, Joel. And now we'll have our opening
1: statements from
2: Luke Statt. Hey, everyone my name is Luke Stat this year as your vice president of operations and finance where among other things I instituted a $150,000 a year bursary to help students get through school through these difficult financial times as well as improved and created a tiered health and dental plan that will be starting next year to give cho- students a choice on their most expensive fee they pay to the SU. Like so many other students on campus I needed extensive loans to get through my degree and like so many others I need to know that I can find relevant work when I graduate and like so so many others I I want myself and my friends to feel safe when we're on campus. And yet, tuition is rising. fees are spiking. And last year, the provincial government cut the Student Temporary em- Employment Program. And just yesterday, the new budget announced that the cut to advanced education will go down, go down by another 6%. And yet, this will continue to harm students going into next year. More and more, we are being priced out of our education. We deserve better, and the Students' Union has the opportunity right now to lead the fight for change. The new decade brings with it changes to our provincial government, university president, and student body, all of which call for new ways of thinking about the connections we have with one another. The UASU should connect students' unions across the country to form a Students' Union Operational Coalition, suwak for short. This coalition will introduce nationwide sponsorship agreements, expanded alumni networks, and consistent resource and knowledge sharing between students' unions. SUWAC will empower students' unions to learn from one another, and will provide the opportunity to mobilize alumna networks nationwide. More significantly, this coalition will amplify our collective bargaining power through which we can secure robust robust concessions with direct benefits to our students. In expanding our capacity to empower and advocate for students we must also turn to our relationships on campus my plan for this is a multifaceted and collaborative approach with the operations on campus in partnership with the university that aims to guarantee the stable maintenance of services regardless of administrative and governmental unrest the USU has the ability right now to act as a bridge for critical university operations and services which directly impact our students these operational changes the students union will be able to hire more students and will also be able to generate increased revenues. Tonight I will release a comprehensive business strategy document which will outline in detail the first steps towards a future in which the USU becomes a key partner of the university front end services and operations. With rising fees across the board, pricing us out of our education, with ongoing budget cuts and with student work becoming more and more difficult to find both during and after our studies, the USU also needs a strategy to tackle precarity of students and student student employment head-on. With the cancellation of the student temporary employment program, the USU also needs to take an active role in advocating for student employment. I will fight for the relevant student work opportunities, expanded co-op program, and more dynamic and thorough integration of work and trade and learning into class across all faculties. We also need to see a significant expansion of upfront grants for students In response to rising tuition fees, I'll be advocating alongside the Canadian Alliance of Students Association for a call for an increase of 40% to federal financial aid. Finally, and this is the most important thing I have to say tonight, we need to do so, so much more for victims and survivors of sexual violence. Right now, Alberta has no legislation for specific campus sexual violence, though it affects the majority of students. I will fight for sexual violence prevention coordinated for campus, and I will fight together, along with the Council of Alberta University students, for a provincial inquiry into sexual violence across this entire province. I will fight along the organizations and survivors who are advocating right now for this provincial legislation. In unpredictable times, we need the capacity to respond to precarity with stability. We need to think innovatively about our relationships with alumni, students, unions, the university, and each other. What I propose is a And that is direction. time,
1: Luke. Thank, Thank you very me. much. All right, so we will go on to the question and answer portion uh, for today's debate. So all of you in your platforms and also in some of the forums have made mention of how you want to engage alumni networks more uh, to garner potential donations uh, and to help gather opportunities for co-ops and work placements, but most importantly, to help generate alternative revenue for the Students' Union. And this has also been promised in previous Student Union elections. What makes each of your approaches different? And we'll start with Luke Stat. Reminder, you'll have a minute
2: and 30 seconds to respond. Great, thanks for the question. what's a key difference now is with the performance-based funding it is in the university's best interest as well to actually reevaluate the way work integrated learning is done on campus and the employability of students and I think now is a time for us to act actually in collaboration with the university to change the way higher education is done for our members specifically with regards to University of Alberta students union capacity unlike when I ran for OPSFI and I didn't know the role as well as I do now after a year I now understand the gaps within the students union the opportunities for growth and the opportunities Opportunities for growth and connections across this entire country. Every other students union in Canada is struggling in the same way we are and we need to all work collaboratively, pr- collaboratively together as a student body to improve the future for our campus but also students across Canada. The comprehensive business strategy document that go out, will go out tonight will outline in detail how we can also improve our capacity on this campus in a way that I don't think anyone's ever seen an election before.
1: Thank you. Awesome, and Joel, your your chance to respond.
0: Yeah. So one of the changes this year with uh, the VP external portfolio was uh, to increase uh, some of the the uh, the ability to actually. Uh, garner this, this kind of support and I think this is uh, something that we're looking forward to uh, with uh, obviously with optimism but also not entirely knowing exactly how it's going to pan out or how it's going to uh, look like in the next couple of years but I one of the things that we need to be doing is really strat- strategically garnering the support collecting voices from so many different uh, past executives, past uh, students who have gone through the University of Alberta to see how we can uh, support uh, students now. How can we gather that voice and collect Uh, collectively um, bring together, uh, uh, um, mobilize these voices uh, to get uh, students the need that they need today.
1: Perfect. Thank you for your responses. So uh, the next question has to do a little bit about University of Alberta Students' Union apathy. So I think it's safe to say that the overall student population here at the University of Alberta is apathetic towards the Students' Union. Voter turnout for the past Student Union elections since 2006 hasn't broken 30%. As president, if elected, how would you tackle the issue of student apathy towards the students' union? And Joel, you'll have the chance to respond first.
0: I think when we're looking at the issue of uh, apathy, I think... Um we have to. I would. I would push back a little bit because I think uh, apathy is. Is it's. It's quite relative. If you look at uh, other campuses and other students' union voter turnout is sometimes less than 10 percent, and we're quite high in terms of those numbers. But I think it's. It's often the time. It's often the case that students want to get involved. Students uh, often just don't know how to get involved. And I think in my case, when I was uh, in my third year, I was tapped on the shoulder by my professor, my supervisor, when I was doing research, and uh, who mentioned that. Uh, hey, there's a vacancy on the general faculties council. Um, And I think we need to be uh, garnering support, uh, tapping people on the shoulders and getting people involved. Um, This year as VP Academic, I hosted the the Student Leaders Week, um, which is a rebrand of Gov Week from previous years. And one of the goals from that event was to really encourage students from all diverse backgrounds and walks of life to get involved in leadership and governance, um, whatever that may be, because leadership uh, looks, uh, it can manifest in different ways. And I think that's one step that we can make towards beating apathy um, in in some regards Um, also there's uh, stride which is a a campaign school on campus uh, specifically for women and non-binary students who who may not necessarily have the courage or or uh, the courage to get involved in leadership and governance so those are ways that I think we can be helping students to get uh, involved to really realize that they have a voice and that they should be speaking and that is time thank you so
2: much for your response Luke yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think oftentimes what it comes down to is a combination of opportunities to get involved in the ways that students actually want to, but also communications. So something I've been talking about a lot over this last week of campaigning is actually empowering student representative associations. Students look up to the student representative associations and oftentimes can actually have a stronger connection than they do with the SU. For example, students in Lister are much more connected to their student representative association in Lister and that culture than what's happening in the SU, and what we need to do is we need to work with the SRAs to actually encourage students to get involved, whether it's in the SU, it's in their local residence association or it's in the Faculty Association. But those groups are gonna play a very key part, I think in improving student participation across campus. The other thing is actually comes down to opportunities for students to get involved in ways they really want to, but also different levels of involvement. So is a fantastic experience and something that was very beneficial for me. However, I understand some students just need a base level involvement. As Opsify I introduced the business advisory group for students to get more heavily involved, as well as the URSU town hall, which is very much like an annual general meeting. As president, I do intend to introduce participatory budgeting to give the students the opportunity to have a say in a very accessible way that is meaningful and isn't overly frightening.
1: Now on the other side of that issue, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, representation during student union elections. So the Gateway, we went through our archives since the year 2000 and counted how many candidates have run in students' union elections by the gender they identified as. Since 2000, 208 males have run for an executive position, including Board of Governors representatives. In comparison, in that same time period, only 64 females have done so. How will you work as president to ensure executive positions at the Students' Union remain accessible to
2: anyone who desires to run? And we will go to Luke first. right thanks for the question i think this does connect back in some ways to the previous question Uh, it is about communication and opportunities to get involvement that aren't necessarily as daunting as joining general faculties council or students council right off the bat also providing opportunities once again going through the student representative associations to get students introduced in governance in a way that's tangible visible and at a level they're familiar with interacting with specifically though looking at gender diversity on Uh, participation in governance i do think stride is very critical and it's often talked about is actually a program that's been previously started by an executive many years ago and it's grown a lot and it's done very good work i know a lot of people who have participated in stride are now moving towards student governance and it does work i am very pleased to see in my race two women running this year that is exceptionally uncommon and i was very happy to see that. I do think specifically looking at races, there are uh, events and programs you can introduce to bring students along. So I would once again point back to this Business Advisory Group. That's a group of eight students who actually become as aware and well-knowing of the services and the operations of the SU at the same capacity of the operations finance, meaning people can easily transition from that to a council role or an ops fire role in a way that's familiar and not uncomfortable. Perfect. And now, Joel, your chance to respond.
0: Yeah, I think... Um when we're looking at accessibility of a lot of these positions, it can often be daunting. It's often a, a position that students are afraid of. I know when I was uh, in a couple couple years past, I, I definitely felt that imposter syndrome. I didn't know, I didn't feel like I was uh, capable of doing a position like this, but I think one of the things we need to be doing is empowering students to beat that imposter syndrome, to beat that uh, lack of confidence, because uh, a lot of students have amazing views and different backgrounds which they can bring to the table. Um, Some of the things that we do have right now, as Luke mentioned, is one of them is Stride. Um, Stride is, I think, is an amazing campaign school that uh, is empowering students from um, diverse backgrounds to get involved in governance who may not necessarily want to get involved. Um, This year, again, I I spearheaded the new branded uh, Student Leaders Week, which included sessions uh, in partnership with Stride, with LEAD, as well as having an Indigenous leaders panel to, you know, encourage Indigenous students to get involved in leadership and governance as well. There's so many different communities on campus that would like to get involved and I think part of, the, part of it is through these programs that we run to really expand them, to really pour in resources but also to, to have that one-on-one, you know, the shoulder tapping like I was mentioning earlier. I think with that and in the, the collective of all of these, I think we can move to a future where there's better diverse representation. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very impressed this year with the with the turnout, uh, the the number of female And that candidates. is time. Thank
1: you very much, Joel. Again, everyone, you're listening to CJSR eighty eight point five FM, the Mighty CJSR, and the Presidential Radio Debate for the Students Union. We're going to take a brief break right now, but we'll be right back. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want like a time, like a signal? Superconducting my
2: heart every morning taking me for a walk We play fetch in the parking lot you scratch my head and shaky butt when I'm stretching beside your bed You're superconducting my heart No more junk for a treat you taking me for a long drive Flow in the wind. Cause she tuned in CJSR.
1: Good radio is like a good taco, spicy, fresh, handmade. CGSR 88.5, basically a taco. Welcome back. You're listening to The Mighty CJSR 88.5 FM with The Gateway right now. We're doing our annual live radio presidential debate for the Students Union election. I'm joined by Luke Stat and Joel Agarwal and we're going to continue with our question and answer portion. So, just yesterday, the Students Union followed up with its Students Not Silent movement, which is focused on channeling student disapproval with the current government's approach to post-secondary education. This, was, this movement started with a protest and a letter-writing campaign, and yesterday there was another demonstration. The movement has consisted of, like I said, two protests and a letter-writing campaign specifically to the Minister of Advanced Education. As a president, if elected, will you organize student protests? And we will go to Joel first.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. this is a. It's an interesting question because right now we're in, in really challenging times. Students are are at the stake. You know, our quality of education is becoming less accessible, less affordable, and uh, and I think when we're looking at advocacy, I take a two pronged approach to this. Um, one is the is the lobbying that uh, has been done in the past. You know, meeting with the ministers, meeting um, the the, the you, when you look at all the, the ma- most of the major wins that have happened in the past, they are whether it's Bill. 19, the tuition freeze, or even the U-pass, it's, it's through those. But I think now we need to also be looking into other means like we've been doing with the Students Not Silent campaign. So really mobilizing the student voice through continued efforts, through letter-writing campaigns, through continued uh, advocacy, uh, and uh, mobilizing student voices in those capacities is extremely important. And as president, I will fight to, to continue those going forward.
1: Perfect. And Luke?
2: Yeah, uh, also, uh, same response here. I 100% would be at the face of these. I have talked a lot about supporting student groups and grassroots initiatives to help organize. However, I was at the protest yesterday till the very end, and I didn't see the kind of student turnout I would have liked to have seen. And from that, I have really come to recognize 100%. Not only does the SU need to do more to actually uh, organize these protests and be the one leading them, but we need someone to help organize. And while it wasn't in the presidential platform candidates' races or platforms, there. was another race that has talked about a very good idea which is hiring someone to actually coordinate these protests hiring someone to help organize demonstrations and I'm very supportive of that next year especially after seeing the turnout next year uh seeing the turnout yesterday because students need to be well represented and well supported and showing up with 20 people is not the way to do that and I do believe that grassroots uh, student groups and student uh, initiatives and SRAs should have a seat at the table but the SU needs to be the one in the end leading it as an organization and with a coordinator thank you
1: now to follow up on that sort of theme of student mobilizing and student protests and student movements when do you think it is absolutely necessary to mobilize students will it be weeks after a provincial budget is released when is the time to protest
2: and we'll go to luke first all right thank you for the question uh we should be considering protesting always as a secondary option we start with advocacy and if that doesn't work we move to protest protesting too infrequently will water down the messaging i believe or protesting too frequently will water down the message it also co- it costs a lot of resources we need to save it when it's absolutely necessary the budget drops especially right now are great examples of that we should have been yesterday out there in full force because the budget is still bad for students. In 2019, the budget 2019, we were out there and we should have been out there even more. Other negative things that affect students, the SU should be there 100%. There's always a fine line to balance between initiatives that directly affect students in a negative way and ones that don't, but the SU should always be listening to its body and most importantly, listening to the student representatives, student council for direction on that, on when we protest and when we don't.
1: And a last question in this area or
0: this theme. Oh, sorry, Joel, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no worries. Um, I think uh, I, I would agree. I think we need to be um, doing protests as a sort of a second response to see if, if nothing else works before that. We also need to be really listening to students' voices, whether that's through the Council of Faculty Associations, through Residence Associations, really connecting with our student representative associations as a whole to see what the student body wants and what are the needs. You know, this year we're seeing cl- cuts that are worse than the client cuts in, in, the, in the 90s. We're seeing that these cuts are affecting students mentally uh, and academically and and I literally had a student email me saying that they need help transferring universities because they can't afford it. Um, I'm quite frankly disappointed with the turnout yesterday as well I think that we need to be doing a better job, we need to be mobilizing better and we need to be uh, connecting students to the resources that we have available as a students union. You know we're a multi million dollar organization that's supposed to support students and represent all students and to show up with 20 students is quite ridiculous to me so I think as president I will really work to to revamp the students not silent campaign to make sure that the tools the resources are provided and uh, available for student leaders and to, to really go out there and show uh, the government that students are important that students are the future of our economy the future of our world again apologies Joel for that
1: Uh, As I was saying, the last question in this area, we've seen with the climate strike earlier this year that students, they want to mobilize. Uh, I was there present at that rally and I covered it for the Gateway. There were approximately over 700 students and faculty members there. How will you ensure that the general student population mobilizes alongside you in any movement or letter-writing campaign that you decide to undertake? And Joel, you'll go first.
0: Yeah, thanks for that question. I think um, when we're talking about climate justice, I mean, we have to address some um, social, economic, and environmental climate, uh, and how the implications of that on students are. Um, so this year, the Students Union actually um, we we put together a committee, uh, the Sustainability Committee, which is really at the forefront in in dealing with these issues. I know it's it's quite new, and we're still working to to figure out what the the the, the scope of that committee is. But I think this is a step the Students Union is taking to uh, to figure out where we need to be putting our resources whether it's uh advocacy whether it's protesting um and this year we're working on a policy through the students union as well i sit on the policy committee and i'm i'm hoping this to to see this come through the end of the semester to see where where this policy takes us and what the direction of uh, advocacy looks like in terms of uh, sustainability uh i think again going back to the point of uh Consultation with students, we need to be really understanding what the students' needs are as well around this. Like, how are students being impacted on campus? How are students being impacted um, in their day-to-day lives? And how can we, as a students' union, step up to to take proper action that is that, that is both pragmatic, but also uh, in in other facets of, of advocacy as well.
1: Perfect. Thank you, and Luke, a chance
2: to respond. Uh, Yeah. So regarding specifically climate justice, uh, I did help form the actual sustainability committee for Students Council this year uh, and took on a number of other sustainability initiatives, even within our own uh, walls here at SUB, to ensure as an organization we are being more sustainable. Uh, But more to your original question, Adam, uh, I do think that the SU, uh, there are initiatives we can take, uh, avenues we can take to improve student participation in these protests. One major one is to announce the intent to protest Okay much sooner. Students need time to actually mobilize. They need time to make plans to come out, but also connecting back to the original point and something that's been brought up in one of the other races. That coordinator I do fundamentally think is critical here. We need someone to help organize. The executive, as much as we want to be there and we will be at the face, are dealing with a lot of other things within our portfolios. And we need someone dedicated to actually taking care of this, reaching out to students, coming up with effective campaigns, effective marketing, and to be prepared to mobilize students when we need to respond to respond well to show the government we are united and we are prepared thank you
1: the next question has to do with just the the role the main role of the students union president is really to oversee uh, and to support the vice presidents in any initiatives they undertake how will you alongside any other goals outlined in your platform and promises you've made along the way on the campaign trail Make sure that you accomplish those while
2: also supporting the goals of your exec team. And we will start with uh, Luke. All right, thank you so much for that question. Uh, Ultimately, the vice presidents, uh, their success comes down to the success of the president in leading. And I think it's very obvious when a president isn't good when the vice presidents also suffer. Uh, A critical part of this is the executive goals document which is released at the beginning of every year. This document does outline basically a combination of all the platforms and it's something the executives should 100% be held accountable to. Uh, One of the key things I try to do in my platform is actually make sure there's a lot of tangibles. But tangibles in terms of things the SU do that I already know we can because I understand the operations I understand the budget I made it this year and I know where the money is going to come from how much time it's going to take and who has to do it anytime you see anything even remotely operational no matter how large it seems in the platform I already have a plan for it and I already know we can do it I wanted to ensure my platform while uh, bold and innovative was not going to take away from my ability to support and lead the executives because if the president gets too caught up in their own uh, portfolio goals and their own ideas, and they're not there for the VPs. So I wanted to ensure that these are things that I can delegate to our staff. We have 300 of them to support, and as well as things that fit within our current budget structure to make sure we're not taking money from other necessary services.
0: Thank you for that response, and we will go to Joel now. I think one of the, the roles of the president in this is really to build relationships as well as managing the team. So oftentimes the executives are, are going off in their own direction, the VP academic sits on many committees, the uh, VP external might be advocating provincially or federally, VP student life uh, on internal committees and the VP operations finance really dealing with the, the internal committees at the Students' Union and I think the president's role is to sort of be there as a support to, to encourage them and know when to step in. When Things are uh, out of line. When s- when the vice presidents need help in any any other ways, um, I think my platform also does have a very uh, ambitious uh, approach to a lot of the the fu- the, f- the files that I have. But also understanding that a lot of these files are overlapping with the VPs portfolios, and understanding that they uh, they need a, su- a president that understands the governance structures, understands how policies are made, understands how uh, granting works. Uh, and that's something that I really bring to this table as, as being the VP academic over the past year is, is understanding how university governance works and being able to support our VPs uh, in, in their governance-related uh, uh, ventures. Perfect, thank you
1: for that. The next question has to do with the Sexual Assault Centre on campus. Many students have complained time and time again that the Sexual Assault Centre here at the University of Alberta has long wait times to see a professional. How can you help ensure students get timely access to this resource? And Joel, we'll go to you first.
0: Yeah. So sexual assault is a it's a huge issue on campuses. You know, the Council of Alberta University Students just uh, in the past couple of weeks uh, released a white paper on sexual uh, sexual violence and sexual assault on on campuses. And really, one of the things that we need to be doing is is calling the provincial government for an inquiry into sexual violence, whether that's uh, for for specific campuses, but also understanding that there's no framework for provincial the government having. So I think that's one of the ways that we need to be approaching this. Um, we also need to be including bystander training for education, whether it's to our faculty or staff, uh, to be more responsive. Um, so whether this looks like an online training module, uh, this is something that we need to be working with the university administration, working with the sexual assault center to, to figure out what that looks like in the next coming uh, weeks and months. Um, but I think that doesn't stop here as well. We need to be pushing for, our, for the services like the sexual assault center to be available at augustana campus as well as csj at our satellite campuses so the students um anywhere at the university of alberta can feel a place where they can go to be to just to disc- have safe disclosure to be well supported in their in their issues perfect thank you very much luke
2: yeah, so it's actually horrific and Then some people have to leave that space, the only place they can truly get support, because there's not enough resources to help them. And it's the same case at clinical counselling services. I've had friends who literally went to the sexual assault centre to get the support they needed and had to leave because they had to wait a week or two to get that support. And by the end time that they would have got there, it was already done. The trauma's already been done, and they didn't have the support in the time they needed it. The reality is the university doesn't have the money to keep funding it they're going to keep funding it but not increase to the capacity students need the usu needs to step in and fill this gap and while it's always been a goal and it's something that would be nice to do we have to increase our own capacity to do that if we generate hundred thousand dollars more in our own budget that's a hundred thousand dollars more that's always going back to students It's completely separate from the university and from the government of Alberta's budget cuts. That's $100,000 that students can always rely on. That's $100,000 that could go to the peer support centre. That's $100,000 that can go towards additional supports for these students. The SU has to be the standard. The SU has to be the foundation for these students and the constant in a time of government and administrative turmoil. To uh,
1: talk about mental health so in budget 2020 uh, mental health funding for universities across the province was renewed for one year now normally this type of funding is renewed in a multi-year agreement if elected this means you will be at the forefront of fighting for a renewal of funding near the end of your term as president how will you lead the
2: charge on this and we'll go to luke first All right. Great. Thanks for the question. Uh, In terms of advocacy on this point, the first place we go is we work with the Council of Alberta University Students, or CAUSE. It's a provincial group we're a part of, and both VP external candidates have voiced that they intend to chair it. CAUSE is going to be absolutely critical in advocacy on this point to ensure that next year that mental health funding comes back. We need it on this campus, and with increases across the board and cuts to services students need mental health supports but also going back to my other point the SU should move towards a model where we can be there to bridge gaps when they happen when they when we don't win in our advocacy ask when we don't get that increase that we're asking for the SU has to keep growing and we should eventually move towards a model where we can fill gaps year after year using a participatory budgeting model where students can say we need more mental health services this year because they both the university and and the government aren't providing them, the, SU yes, should listen and say, okay, we will provide those, but we will not get there unless we continue to develop ourselves as an organization and grow in revenues. Advocacy is important, but what do we do when it doesn't work? And Joel, your chance for re- response.
0: Uh, I think one of the biggest things we need to do as well is definitely working with cause. The Council of Alberta University Student represents thousands of university students across Alberta and we're really at the forefront in advocacy. We have a seat at the table with the government um, and we need to be pushing for these asks consistently and strongly in the next few months, in the next few years, because students need these supports. Students need the mental health services that are available on campus, but I think we also need to be looking at some of the other avenues on campus that we can be ex- expanding. The Students' Union currently runs the Peer Support Centre, which is, in a lot of conversations that have been happening with uh, with students, is over capacity. There needs to be more supports and resources put into that, whether it's financial, whether it's also adding a cultural lens to that. Um, these are avenues that we can be approaching to divert some of that, uh, uh, that, uh, that work. Um, What we also need to be doing is uh, looking at some of the root causes as well and preventing these. So some preventative measures, whether it's academic, financial or social, could be done through the UAlberta 101 course where students can go where they where they can get support on how to manage mental health, well-being, academic success. So they are not pushed to that very last stage. I think these are there's collective uh, pieces that we need to be looking at this. And finally, uh, is advocacy. We need to, to push that if all else fails.
1: Perfect. So, just as a reminder to all of our listeners, you can ask a question to the presidential candidates at hashtag UASUVotes2020. That's hashtag UASUVotes2020 on Twitter. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with some candidate asked questions.
2: Okay, then. From So maybe I'm not the one to talk about this. It's not as if I've had an exclusively happy life. Sure, I've had experiences with the people that have been joyous. Some have been painful. Why do I have to think about the painful ones all the time? Why do I remember these things? Why do they call out to me? Why do I sit in my room and think about these
0: things and let them go
1: through my head over and over again? could have been like this if
2: I only would have done that and she could have done that he would have and we might have been so terribly lonely together you don't have to be lonely listen to CJSR FM 88.5 in Edmonton we're the lover that'll never leave you
1: If that's food. That's Food is a new podcast from CGSR, Edmonton's
2: campus and community radio station, telling the backstory to food in Edmonton, one meal at a
0: time. This podcast explores a wide range of topics on food, ranging from interviews with influential food people to a deep dive in the classic Edmonton meals. You can find us at That's Food on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you've downloaded podcasts. And on our website, that's food.transistor.fm. But is it food? That's food
1: you're listening to CJSR 88.5 FM to the Gateway's annual live presidential Students' Union election radio debate. My name is Adam Lahatch, and I'm hosting this debate. Again, just as a reminder to everyone listening that you can ask questions to our presidential candidates. Two of the three of them are here, Joel Agarwal and Luke Stat. Feel free to launch questions on Twitter at hashtag UASUVotes2020. But right now, we're going to launch into some questions where the candidates will pose them to each other. Uh, So uh, we will go with Joel first. You'll have the opportunity to ask a question of your opponent. And then after that, you will have uh, the same time, a minute and 30 seconds to respond as well. Go ahead. Thanks
0: for that. Uh, So, Luke, both you and I talk about international students in both of our platforms. Um, We both know that international students make up a vibrant, um, large component of our campus, and um, oftentimes they're left out. Um, So, apart from uh, helping in the formation, uh, the reformation of the International Students Association, what will you do to help better uh, understand the needs of international students on our campus?
2: All right, Uh, thanks for the question, Joel. Uh, Very fantastic question, in in fact. If you're not aware, the International Student uh, proportion of this campus is going to crest 15% very soon and the SU does need to continuously adapt to recognize that the, one of the first places we should start is actually within our own operations we need a website that is in more languages to be more accessible to these students but we also need to slowly adapt our services and operations to recognize their needs as well uh, I do think supporting the f- formation of the International Students Association as an official Student Representative Association is critical because who knows international student needs better than the international students the SU can listen to them adapt our operations as well as our advocacy focuses based on active feedback from them they can provide the direction we need as our student body changes and the support we need to ensure those students receive the services they deserve and are expecting perfect and Joel you have one minute and 30 to respond
0: yeah, so I think uh, one of the things we need to do is absolutely revitalize the International Students Association. I think international students know their issues the best and they need to have a seat at the table, whether it's through advocacy, through getting more involved in governance or having a community where they can find support. Uh, we know that uh, 67% of students on campus feel lonely and one of the things that we can be doing to prevent that and preventing further uh, mental health complications is to partner with programs that are already already available on campus, partner with student groups like friends across campus where students can find that community, find that vibrant thing. Uh, one of the other things I, I want to do and I touched upon on my platform is is having an international strate- internationalization strategic plan uh, as the students union. One of the things we we don't fully understand is what their specific needs are and what some of the issues are. We, we have over 7,000 international students on campus and the Students' Union doesn't have a strategic plan as to how can we figure out what are the areas that international students need help with, what are the advocacy directions we should be going towards, and how can we be helping this part of our community to be set up for success academically, socially, spiritually, mentally. Um, and those are that's the first step in consultation, in, in really uh, in enhancing this community and their success on campus. Perfect. Thank you. And now, Luke, you will have an opportunity to
2: ask your opponent a question as well. All right. Uh, thank you. So one of the things I'm, I'm genuinely most passionate about and, and the reason I'm running, uh, especially on the advocacy side, is actually working to end sexual violence on this campus. It's going to take a very long time, but we can't continue to stand idle while we know sexual violence is a rampant issue in the residents, in arts, and across all campuses around this province. My focus and approach to it has been 2 prong. One is working with the university, because I'm not confident the government will listen, to actually have a sexual violence prevention coordinator giving the ask to the university to work with us on ending sexual violence on this campus made sense but also with the government the only area i can see them really working collaboratively is for a call to actually do an inquiry into sexual violence across campuses i have noticed both your points under advocating to work to end sexual violence do rely on pushing the government to listen to us what strategies do you have if the government chooses not to
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I think uh, this is an issue that I'm very passionate about as well. This is something that is unacceptable. We know that women and Indigenous women are are disproportionately affected by sexual violence. We know that this is a huge issue on campuses, and we need to be pushing relentlessly, calling the provincial government to take a focused lens in addressing this issue, um, supporting institutions across Alberta. You know, we don't have any any available uh, resources that are completely... um, really uh, addressing the need on campus. The sexual assault center is is failing in many ways and one of the things we need to be doing with the university if the government advocacy doesn't work is really pushing for the hiring of the sexual violence prevention coordinator. This is something that's been asked for many years, but that doesn't mean that we should stop because the university hasn't been listening to us. You know, working with the dean of students, bringing up the stats, bringing up the the Council of uh, Alberta University students' white paper on sexual violence is something that we would be needing to do. Um, and putting that, that data in front of that, I think the data and the research is done. There needs to be action taken. Uh, and as president, I will be at the forefront. I will make sure that um, the The voice of of so many students on our campuses are heard, and that tangible action is taken. And Luke, your chance to
2: respond. All right. Oh, thanks for the response, Joel. I am happy to see uh, this race is focusing very heavily on this issue because it does need to be addressed. I do think that the only movement we will truly get from the government, uh, especially in this current climate and with budget cuts, is a call for an inquiry into sexual violence. And the reason why I think that is so critical is because without it becoming a topic of conversation that reaches the news, that reaches every campus across this province, I don't think we're going to see tangible change. And that is the first place to push. While do that we need to simultaneously be working with the University to find money in their budget and to advocate to them to create this position. There will be a letter-writing campaign and there needs to be a, a true consideration about whether or not we need to protest next year if this doesn't happen again. We've been pushing for this for three years. Multiple vice president student lives have asked for this and nothing has happened. I understand the University has a tight budget but this is an absolutely critical service students need and a sexual violence Convention coordinator is the first step towards a safer campus
1: okay um, we will have the opportunity uh, for joel to ask another question of his opponent
0: yeah so uh, residence life makes up a large uh, proportion of campus community um, with you know meal plans increasing becoming more expensive uh, less healthy oftentimes how are you going to tackle food insecurity on campus and uh, connect students to you know, um, have access to healthy options and that are more affordable on campus. All right, well, thanks
2: for the question. Uh, I do think that resident life, residence life is uh, very important across campus. Uh, Residents' associations are a critical part of that. I do firmly believe we need to work better with them and we need to empower them to serve their specific students better. For me, what this meant is a $15,000 granting pool that they have access to to improve their students' lives, but also empowering them through sponsorship agreements to improve their own capacity and including them as part of the discussion when it comes time to residence issues. The SL Student Life is primarily in charge of this and does this well, but I do think the residents Associations could use further support from the SU to do this. Specifically, though, addressing the food insecurity that exists across campus. Campus Food Bank is a DFU that does that right now, and it does it well, but it's continuing to be used more and more. It's reaching its capacity as students see costs go up and they can't afford school afford food the students union does need to closely evaluate whether or not we need to start supporting that service directly ourselves but once again in order to get there money does not come out of nowhere we need to continue to grow the organization to be able to sort support needs like this and they will continue to show up in this environment and your chance to respond joel
0: yeah, so a lot of really good points. I think um, when we're looking at the University of Alberta Students Union al- annual survey, we, we know that 32% of students at the U of A are food insecure, and um, one of the things we need to be doing is working very collaboratively with uh, Resident Services, with uh, working as a, under the VP Student Life portfolio to collect the student voice, to really get those stories out there, to get the 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 issues that students are having around food insecurity out in the in the open, so there's action taken. Um, Working with resident services, um, but also partnering with uh, the food bus program that we have on campus, which is run through the Campus Food Bank to expand its reach on campus. So, you know, students have access to fresh groceries. You know, they have access to food that is available to them um, so that they're not paying outrageous costs for, for example, the Lister meal plan or the Peter Lougheed meal plan. Um, I think this is one step we can be taking to really addressing this need on campus so that all students are, are having the food they need. To, to, to have a successful campus experience.
1: All right.
2: And now, Luke, you have an opportunity to ask Joel another question. Great. All right. Thank you. Uh, If it hasn't become obvious already, I'm taking an approach of the Students' Union stepping in much more, I think, to fill students' needs than it has in the past, focusing on growing our own capacity and being the constants for students when they need it. Uh, My main question for Joel is, as president, what would he do in order to grow the organization to be able to bridge these gaps? Once again, we do need a plan B when advocacy fails, and we need to be that constant for students, but we can't do that we're not continuously growing improving our our services and improving the spaces in which students live eat and work.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the one of the biggest issues right now is is cost for sure and I think the students union can play an immense role in you know making students less reliant on fees you know we have the fear of voluntary student unionism where you know if we lose our fees then if, if we lose the, the ability for students to uh, to pay the fees then the students union may not be able to to provide the services that uh, that we offer. One of the things we can do tangibly is expanding our businesses and our operations you know we have SUTV which is uh, TVs that are all across campus we have the we, we we created and owned the IT and what we can do around that is is expand it to other universities and other students' unions so we can bring in more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in revenue, um, expanding our our businesses as well through the the Meyer Horwitz and catering you know creating uh, diverse revenues that are not on the backs of students uh, ultimately um, so that we're reducing the costs that students are paying for for the services uh, for their quality of education that they're having here at the UVA.
2: And Luke, your response? All right, a good response overall, although I was in the role of Vice President Operations Finance for a year, and while SUTV is promising, I did find over the course of an entire year we only grew it to four new campuses, and that was with a lot of effort. The reality is a lot of the businesses we operate do have a capacity on our own campus. If voluntary student unionism ever does occur, as it currently stands while we do okay, we will have to cut services. That is why the Students' Union needs to start thinking differently about the way we do operations and the way we generate revenues. That is why I proposed, and I am proposing, a brand new direction for the SU to move in terms of operations. One looking externally with a national student network focusing on improving operations and revenue generation, national sponsorships and alumni networks, but the other one's looking internally and actually taking over slowly university front-end operation services, creating student jobs, in improving our own capacity, but also maintaining high-quality front-end services that the university might otherwise have to cut.
1: All right. Well, I would like to take this opportunity to thank both of our presidential candidates who are here with us today, Joel Agarwal and Luke Stat. Thank you so much for your time. I'd also like to acknowledge that we have a third candidate running for president for the Students' Union, Yiming Chen, who was unable to make it to this debate. I'd also like to thank all of the Gateway staff who helped create these questions. I'd like to thank Tina Tai, our online editor, for producing this and making sure the live board worked well. I'd also like to thank uh, the uh, CRO for allowing us this opportunity. Again, if you would like to learn more about the presidents, feel free to check out Gate- the Gateway's website, GTW. Y.ca. Um you can also check out their presidential platforms at Luke uh, uh, sorry the correction. The website is stat double t for president.com and Joel is the goal. Joel's the goal. Joel's the goal.com. Joel's, goal. .com. Joel's the goal.com. Again, all undergraduate students can vote on March 4th and 5th, and we'd strongly encourage, if you are, feel passionate about any of these issues, to make sure to have your voice heard on more, March 4th and 5th. Thank you, everyone, for this debate, and that closes our debate. Thank you very much.